kind. Rewind. This is Dope Nostalgia. Nostalgia's Summertime Special with my special guests, James P. White and Kendra Klassen Hunt. Okay. Cheers. Happy Saturday. Blue can and blue can. Cheers to that. So we're recording a little bit of podcast tonight, and I'm introducing my good friend James P. White to our listeners, who's going to uh, go through some of the greatest songs that were ever put out in the '90s, according to the Billboard charts. And we're gonna okay. we're gonna go through the top ten of each year, count them down, and then we can each choose which one we enjoyed the most. I thought that might be kind of fun. What? What can go wrong? Absolutely everything. Let's start at number 10. 1990 was a great year. I really enjoyed 1990. I don't remember 1990. How old would you have been? I would have been in... Would have been in grade... Grade 9. Okay. I was 11 turning 12 at the end of the year. So I was 11 for most of 1990. So number 10 song was... (laughs) John Bon Jovi's Blaze of Glory. We're both big Bon Jovi fans. Okay. But I wasn't listening to Bon Jovi yet back then. I was. Because that song really made it big because it was on Young Guns too. Mm-hmm. And, and anytime that's... And that's, as far as I know, that song did... Re, like, the movie did really good in... in shit I'm drunk um, <laughs> but the movie the, the movie did really good in theaters and that actually skyrocketed the song did the movie the, do well or did the song and the soundtrack do well and the movie was meh could have been both like I really liked the movie I liked the first mm-hmm. one better but it was a sequel and it had a strong soundtrack to it yeah. Yeah, no, I believe that was a very, very strong song, Blaze of Glory. So that was your number 10. Number nine was Billy Idol, Cradle of Love. I didn't know it that well. No, me neither. Because his bigger shit was in the 80s, I think, right? Yes. Uh, number eight, On Vogue, Hold On. That's a cool song. That's a really cool song. Do you, did you ever listen to En Vogue? I... On Vogue? I don't remember the song. Whatever, it's good. Um, number seven was Phil Collins, Another Day in Paradise. For, oh. for some reason, I thought that song was out earlier than the 90s, but I guess not. Yeah, I've... He's got one of the most distinct voices in music. Yes. You always, always know Phil Collins singing. Like, like he's... But one thing about Phil Collins, he's been in a lot of soundtracks. Yeah, he sure has. Like, like he he was in Tarzan. He was in like a like he's out there. 
I only know what the Tarzan soundtrack. Was, was there any others? <laughs> I don't know that. I just we're gonna have to cut fact checking charity into that, right? That's yeah. We're gonna have to get fact checking charity in here. So fact checking, fact checking charity. Okay, so here is what I found. Holy cow! According to IMDb. Phil Collins has over 200 soundtrack credit appearances. Most of them are for television um, and music documentaries, but there's a few that are from soundtracks. So the most notable ones from soundtracks is Against All Odds, obviously. Um, Separate Lives from White Knights. Um, he has multiple songs on Buster. Uh, he also multiple songs on the Tarzan soundtrack and Bullet Brother Bear. Um, he also had a song in American Psycho, uh, Hysterical Blindness, Can't You Can't Hurry Love is the title track for You Can't Hurry Love. And also Risky Business uh, in the air tonight is in that movie. So quite a few movie soundtracks that he has been on. Number six, Mariah Carey, Vision of Love. Her very first number one hit, brand new singer. She was I number don't, one hit. I don't remember that one. Oh, that one was huge to me because I saw her on the Arsenio Hall show when she performed on her first television show for the first time and she did that song. And I instantly was mesmerized by her. And I was like, there's nobody who's on this planet who can sing like her. And I was just like, wow. And watching her made me want to be a singer. Like, it was so cool. But, but the f thing is, like with Mariah Carey, and this is just me and like probably my focus of music, like I really started noticing, noticing her when she was on the, the Prince of Egypt s soundtrack with Whitney Houston and, mm -hmm. and that she, she didn't touch me before that. Okay. That's when you kind of learned about her and what she was all yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Number five was Madonna, Vogue. Very, very big song, very trend-setting, because that dance was a whole uh, thing oh, at that time. Oh, oh, the, the video by itself is, like, you can't, you can't forget that shit. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Hey, I have a good idea. But what? But one thing. But one thing with uh, with Madonna is she is like right from when she started. She's always been that one that pushes beyond like the scope of what people are expecting. Yep. Like she's always been the one. Okay, I, I need to just go one step further. Mm -hmm. Okay, not too many complaints. Okay, let's go a little bit more. Like she didn't care about the complaints. No, but she invited just, it. She was just like. But but the thing but the thing is though is is people like that inspire people to be who they want to be. Yeah. And it and they like she, like she like the crazy outfits and all the stuff that she did. Mm. Did a lot for the entertainment community. Like, okay, it can't be too bad. Nail, like, it, it did a lot to further women like, in in music. But but also and the power that also, they would have. 
but also people that stand out do too. Mm-hmm. Like, like she wore a cone bra for crying out loud. People like, who dare to be different. Yes. Outside, thinking outside the box. Yes. Well, Madonna's did a lot with her yeah. box. Number four, <laughs> Belbiv DeVoe's Poison. Oh, it's my jam. My jam, man. Like, I love New Jack Swing, that whole sound. That song fully incorporates that. Did, yeah, you, did you listen to that song before? I, I've heard it, yes. It didn't it didn't groove for me. Uh, like it wasn't it wasn't something. But but I'm a uh, I, I love like shock rock. I, I I love I love like things like where people are pushing the boundaries. I don't know if that really did it for me. It's just a fun, upbeat song to dance to with a cool melody. Belbiv oh. DeVoe were three members of the original group New Edition. Did you ever hear about New Edition? They were one of the first boy bands. Never heard of them. Sorry. Belbiv, it was Belbiv DeVoe, the three of them, and then as well as uh, Bobby Brown, Ralph Tre- You've heard of Bobby Brown. Oh, yeah. Ralph Trezant and Johnny Gill. That was your New Edition. All right. Number three, Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You. That, <laughs> You're looking a little speechless. But that would... See, the funny thing about that song is, is, is the fact that even now, in this, in this uh, decade, mm-hmm. everybody knows that song. Mm-hmm. It, it... They did so well on branding. They did so well on marketing. They did so well on trying to get that out there that everybody knows that song. There's two reasons why that song was as successful as it was. One is that it was written by Prince. Yes. Two is she had gone on Saturday Night Live to perform it and pissed off all of America when she took a picture of the Pope and ripped it in half on stage and uh, the calls were coming in and NBC was having to deal with the backlash, but the song blew up. But but the thing is though, is it also is a song that's ingrained, like just the words of the song are ingrained into our minds. Like, like we know that's actually, if you want a song to resonate, Give, give people a reason to remember it. Yeah. And it's it's pretty ageless, like you said. It's one of those songs that still people sing at karaoke, still gets massive airplay, you know. Like my nieces listen to it. <laughs> They're just little. Song, oh, I'm a big fan of this. Number two for the year of 1990 was Roxette, It Must Have Been Love. I am a huge Roxette fan. Uh, uh, I I love Roxette. That wasn't one of their biggest songs, mm-hmm. but I'm a huge Roxette fan. I kind of wonder if that was their most commercially successful song ever. It must have been love from the Pretty Woman soundtrack. Pretty Woman Dress soundtrack. Dress for success. Dress for success did well, but I don't think it was one of their highest charters. 
But man, I love that song. The look was pretty big. The look was good, but Dress for Success, I think was, might have been a bit bigger. That's just like my experience in watching other people listen to music. I might have to fight you on that. <laughs> no, am I on your fight list? Yeah, I'm going to start a fight list. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm on it. Well, you won't be near the top. There's many more people I'll fight before I fight you. But that's another conversation. <laughs> Is Andrew on that list? No, Andrew'd never be on that list. Well, he's on my list. <laughs> All right. The number one song of the year 1990 on the Billboard chart was Wilson Phillips, Hold On. Classic. That oh. song has still been in movies to this day. Oh man, what's that movie? Where they like everybody sings the near the end of the movie. They sing "Hold On" and Wilson Phillips is actually there and performs it. It's a comedy. It, it just took a, unless it, you want to look it, just it up. Took a blaze of glory. Oh no way! Wilson Phillips, did you have? Did you look up what movie that was on recently? Was it Hot no. Tub Time Machine or some shit? No, that's not recently. It's recently. Compared to what this show's about. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> in my top two in this in in this decade. Bridesmaids. This year. Oh, Bridesmaids. So Bridesmaids, that's what uh, Wilson Phillips came and performed it on the movie. Oh, I I used to aggravate the shit out of my sister with that song. That one is Shania <laughs> Twain. Because I <laughs> if I I always I always played uh, uh, lady singers in the morning before I went to school. Mm -hmm. and I used to sing to them, and just lady singers. Mostly, yeah, that I would sing to. Ah, uh -huh. like Shania Twain and Wilson Phillips were in my top for singing before I go to school songs. <laughs> Get you all ready for learning. Exactly. It worked out great. Gets, gets 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 the blood flowing <laughs> to some parts of the body, maybe the brain, but uh... the brain's there. <laughs> okay, so we've been through the top ten of 1990. Quite a few cool tracks there. I'm having trouble figuring out what my number one would be. What would yours be of that list? I will reach a decision, but <laughs> I I have to go with hold on. So the people had it right. Billboard chart number one. Like I almost had Blaze of Glory until until Hold On hit the list. And so your favorite part about it, Hold On would be the fact that it inspired you in your childhood to get ready for school? No, but it's just it it's the harmonies. It it's yeah. like how well they harmonized. Like it's just like true and like even in the video like like in the music video like the way that they just like got it together and they were kind of in sync like mm -hmm. you need more of that music like like artists that are in sync that are actually doing it together i've i've seen them do it like i've yeah. seen them do it live 
and they're just as good live as they are recorded. They are fantastic. And it'd be nice to see them do something again, for sure. Wilson Phillips, that's your choice. I'm okay. I was torn between I, I John Bon Jovi because obviously I'm a huge Bon Jovi fan. Never knew that. Telling all the listeners who didn't know that, who probably know Don't that know too. Just talking about <laughs> and I was going to say Mariah Carey's Vision of Love. That song is a huge classic. That song paved the way for her stardom and it meant a lot to me i really 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 dug it and uh got into her and she inspired me to want to sing so those i'm gonna go with vision of love it's my favorite from 1990s top 10. sweet you guys who are listening out there feel free to give us a message or a call and let us know what your favorite is from the list and then we'll put it out on our social media after these messages we'll be right back guess what friends i have a new voicemail number just for you give us a call at dope nostalgia our number is 780-851-8785 leave us a message pick up the phone just like you used to in the old days remember before text messaging yeah we used to actually call each other if you just want to be heard and be on the podcast give us a call Once again, our Dope Nostalgia Hotline, 780-851-8785. Pick up the phone. Remember, this number is Canadian, so long-distance charges may apply. Hey everybody, it's DJ AKB, Amanda Knight from No More Games Radio, and you are listening to my favorite 90s podcast, Dope Nostalgia, with the fantabulous Naomi. This song is by the super group, New Kids on the Vlog plus Backstreet Boys, which equals NKOTBSB. Don't turn out the lights. Now the thing is, is what Kendra's going to do today is she's going to guess each voice and who it belongs to on this track. Now, I'm gonna try. <laughs> do you think that we should? First of all, do you need a list of everyone's names? You don't for Backstreet because you're a big Backstreet fan. I think I know. Okay, okay. Let's test my knowledge here on if I know. So there's Jordan Knight, Jonathan Knight, Donnie Wahlberg, Joey McIntyre, and okay. So let me. I. I this is the guy I always have trouble with. Do, Danny. Yes. Danny. Yes. I don't know his last name. You're good at this. She wasn't even like alive yet. Well, she was, but she was just a little, little. I was, wee, I was little. Yeah, you were a wee I, thing. When, your sisters, your older sister was into it. Yeah, I remember Jordan and Joey the most because she had Barbies of them. <laughs> I thought you called them Barbies. Well, they were kind of Barbies. They're a Barbie they brand. Were, she had Kens of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, you could say Barbies too, though. You couldn't really tell once you took the pants off. It was just a smooth surface. All right, just cover the face. <laughs> <laughs> it was a unisex doll. But they're flat chested. <laughs> flat chest and they're flat package. It was. Um, so, I, I always used to like laugh at the uh, Joey's hair was so like bumpy because it was curly. On the doll? Yeah. 
it was bumpy it wasn't real hair was it it was like plastic no, hair it was plastic hair and then jordan had the same thing but he had the rat tail in the back oh did he ever have the rat tail yeah it was nice my uncle would pull it and make fun of him you know who else from the 90s had a rat tail it was taylor hansen taylor hansen had a rat tail he sure did no mm-hmm. he had long hair and he also had a rat tail back there you've blown my mind I never noticed he had a rat tail. Yeah, I did because I I loved him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved him. Yep, you're gonna be he doing was my, a he was, episode. He, he was my favorite Hanson. You're gonna be doing a. Uh, he was my favorite Hanson too. We're gonna be doing a uh, a Hanson episode. Yes, you'll be there for that. Yes, I'm excited about that one. So what happened in 2011 is, um, New Kids on the Block played a show at the Radio City Music Hall in New York City. And for a very special appearance, they started singing, I Want It That Way. And by the time after this first chorus came out, the curtain lifted behind them and there were four Backstreet Boys behind them who sang the song with them. Oh, the screaming that must've happened. Oh man, people were losing their shit. And I mean, they had so much fun doing it that it turned into, why don't we do an actual tour and music together. So they did two original songs together, this one being one of them. And they went on the American Music Awards together uh, to perform as to introduce the fact that they were going on tour together. This was one of the most fun shows I've ever seen in my life. Cause it was just back and forth all night between the two groups. Beautiful on the big penis stage, spectacular. <laughs> big penis stage that big penis stage and it was just it's they they all have a huge bromance with each other and it's really cute so this song is called don't turn out the lights and i think the best way to do this is after each boy sings should i pause it yeah because then i'll get confused if it keeps going (laughs) okay let's do that let's see if i can keep up with the pause button see if i know what i'm talking about Is that Jordan? That is Jordan. Yes. <laughs> Am I supposed to be? I should be making keep points. a track. Can Are I give you up? X's? Can I just give you X's when you're wrong? <laughs> yeah, you should have an X sound that you put it. <laughs> I will. I'll use a buzzer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's funny because, like, I think you'll be more right than you are wrong. Maybe I have on faith this one. in you. Maybe because you one. you know you already grew up and know four of those voices well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I do somewhat know the, the the NKOTB too. I think so. Okay. Well, you, you're into music, you're into singing and you know, people's voices. So here we go. Okay. That's gotta be AJ. That is AJ. You, I know his voice. Well, I saw you smiling. Like you're like, I know this. I know that one. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. It's just when I think through, the memories oh, there's two voices on that one, isn't there? That's a tough one. There's a harmony going on there to mm-hmm. throw you off. But who's that lead? Did it go back to Jordan on that one? No. Ah, oh, damn it. Was it Brian? No. I thought it tasted a little bit like Brian in the beginning, and then a it shifted. Bit. It shifted. That, that, that's where I was like, oh, is it Jordan? No. Howie? 
I don't know. Uh, uh, Joey, want to hear it one more? Joey, it's Joey Joe yeah. McIntyre. I'm like, I know it's not Nick or AJ because they have a little bit more grit to their voices. One of the clean singers, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. But the harmony definitely threw me off a little bit because I'm like, then I was trying to hear who is the har- the second part. <laughs> There's going to be some harmonies coming up that are going to throw us off. But if you get both of those voices that are at the same time, I'm going to give Double you. Some, I'm going to buy you a trophy. Fucking yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be made I of like alcohol this. and maybe some yes. chocolate okay next one that sounds like a good good gift okay <laughs> i like it <laughs> that doesn't count okay was that one brian that was brian the lead was okay. brian yeah yeah the the harmony sounded was that Howie? I don't even know who was harmonizing. Because I'm like, it sounded like a high one, so it could have been Howie. Okay, but yeah, I don't Brian. Think the chorus should count because I think, okay, let's hear who do we think is singing in the chorus? You got nine guys, so you'd think every single one of them would be singing on the chorus. Tell me how many you think is actually singing because I, I don't know. Turn out the lights now, lights now, lights now. Like I hear Nick the most. I do too. I do. And I hear a lower and, and like another harmony. Like it's three parts for sure. I hear an octave lower. In yeah. The octave lower, my guess would be Danny Wood. Yeah. Cause it's quite the uh, type low. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's when he sings a solo, it's low like that. And there's no Kevin. Who the heck is singing bass in Backstreet Boys when there's no Kevin? Good question. <laughs> Maybe AJ? Maybe. Because AJ has probably got the lowest voice out of like Nick Howie and Brian. Mm-hmm. This was for those who don't know, it was that time when Kevin was settling down, newly married, just didn't want the road life right now. He was content. He had left the Backstreet Boys for a while, but he came back. He did. He's been and back for a while. Yeah. He actually came back at an NKOT show, BSB show. You know, what's crazy is like, you know, back in the day, like everybody was all, all about like Nick and Brian um, for like who they liked. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of the ladies I talk to now, like that grew up with them and are like our age. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are now going to like AJ and Kevin and be like, oh, I think they're the hot ones. Now. <laughs> I think I think Kevin was always handsome because he's the oldest. And like, I always thought he was a good looking man. Um, he was just more in the background than the other ones were, you know, that's all. Well, and he kind of always had a little bit more of like a rugged look, yeah. not that baby face look. Right. No, and like, yeah, he was like a man. Yeah. But he's aged well because of that. I think, you yeah. know, like, cause like Nick and Brian don't really have the baby face anymore. They're still good looking dudes, but like, mm. I think Nick aged well, I think he looks good now. Oh Yeah um better i think he looks better honestly and i was a nick girl you know like i said which is kind of funny because i i do like the tall dark and handsome but i make exceptions <laughs> <laughs> if you're really cute <laughs> yeah i was a nick girl so and you got you and i went to go see nick we once. did at the ranch right at the ranch roadhouse ranch roadhouse that was he was concert. even countrifying i think was it as long as you love me didn't he countrify it yeah, and he was playing guitar and everything. He played a lot of guitar that night. I was so impressed. It was fun. Yeah. Okay, 
Okay, Kay. let's listen to the chorus. If I, yeah, there, what do you think? There, I think there's definitely some high harmonies in there that's got to be Howie, I think, because like oh, yeah. there's some like high falsetto notes in there. Definitely Nick. I think possibly Brian too and Jordan are the ones that I'm guessing are in there. Like they blended but, the three of them together so well that you hear elements of all three of them. Yeah. Like freaking frack. We got the freaking frack in there. Freaking frack in there. Yep. Um, I didn't really hear Jordan in there. I could be wrong. You know Jordan's voice better than I do. Yeah, I'm pretty obsessed. I would say uh, it could be blended in there. He probably is. Because like, if it's a New Kids track, Jordan's voice is going to be on the chorus. Yeah. So I, I definitely think Howie, because he does a lot of those falsetto notes. I, I'm pretty sure he was in there. And then the lower harmony as well. That's really interesting. But the big standout, tell. the big standout for me is Nick. I can totally hear Nick. And I think it's because his rasp comes out over top. He's got a very distinct voice. Like, and that's, you know, that was the thing about boy bands that um, I think was like kind of the, the recipe of how to make a boy band is only have a couple of voices that really stand out and the rest blend well. Right. Cause like mm. you, you know, Nick's voice. Um, you know Brian's voice and you know AJ, but like Howie and Kevin kind of are more of like background singers because they're not as distinct. Mm -hmm. But if you had too many voices that were really, really distinct, they wouldn't blend well together because they would no. all be like sounding the, like the blend wouldn't be right, and then you'd have the guys fighting for leads. Yeah, exactly. When you got five of them that can sing really, really like solo style good like you're gonna have you might run into trouble yeah yeah so like if you ever notice in these groups you only have the few that are like kind of in the spotlight that are distinct sounding mm -hmm. and i think it's because like to have that many people singing together you have to have some that are just like the ones that support and blend justin and jc justin jc uh jordan and joey mm -hmm. and actually more so now than in, in back in the day, more so now you'll find that Donnie does some leads. Yeah. Yeah. Quite often. Um, so, but yeah, Nick he's and the captain. Nick Ryan, he's the captain. Donnie, you are our captain. Also, because <laughs> you're totally listening. Um, but in Backstreet, I felt there was more division of the leads than in any of the other two boy bands. I think because like even though Kevin and Howie didn't have like really distinct voices, they're really, really solid singers, right? Um so any of them could pretty much get away with doing a lead. Yeah. Whereas I don't I don't know how solid like say like Lance or Joey from NSYNC would be, like they like on their own. Chris Kirkpatrick had a high voice and he was pretty good at the leads he had. Um, when yeah. I think about Chris having leads, it was more, and Lance too, it was more on things that were a little bit different, like the Christmas album. Yeah. And I think about their leads. Those are the ones I remember more strongly than being on any of the major in sync releases. Yeah. Yeah. It was always JC Justin. Yeah. Pretty much. 
Jay, yeah. can, I, can I, for the record, say that JC is the better singer and should have had the solo career? I am a JC. JC was wronged. I am a big fan. He was wronged. And <laughs> it's funny though, because like, um, I really like Justin's voice. Well, I do too. But uh, yeah, no, JC had a great voice too. Um, oh, his voice was just perfect. I think because Justin has a very different distinct sound about him like i think vocally you could probably say jc is maybe a bit better in range and whatnot and just quality in some I ways i like his tone a lot his tone was really great but justin sometimes just somebody sounding different will go further than somebody who has just a really really great quality because different stands out yeah different but but, but it's true. it does yeah and like the thing is is um i i definitely would know jc's voice but like it's undeniable if you hear justin's voice on the radio you know exactly who you're listening to that is a very good point and that's why like you you'll sometimes see these artists that come out that aren't even necessarily the greatest singers but if they have a different sound to them they'll go further than somebody who's like a better quality that recognizable quality yeah uniqueness i would say of all 15 of those boys justin's voice would be the most recognizable i i would have to agree with that okay let's go to verse two all right (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna give you a minute to clear clear your head take the rest of the night yeah this is not somebody I recognize off the hop. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that maybe it's Joey. <clears throat> Damn it. Uh, Jordan? It's Jordan. Okay. It's <laughs> like, Jordan. He was on the beginning of I'm this so party. quiet, too, because I'm just like, I'm not saying anything because he's my favorite boy. Yeah. Okay. okay, next one. Yeah. You're going to see that it's empty without me. Oh, geez. Jeez, I wonder who that could be. It's the pink crocodile. <laughs> it's the pink crocodile. Yeah, we, we knew his voice in the pink crocodile suit as well as Nick Carter. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was too easy. He's just, okay, hey, it's Justin's the most distinct, then Nick's the most distinct. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would agree with that too. They have like similar reasons why they stand out. They have different tones and they have a little bit of grit sometimes. And mm-hmm. they have somewhat of a, their tone is in a higher register than like some of the other guys, right? Mm-hmm. I really like Brian's voice. Brian has that classic, awesome voice. Brian like, is just perfection. Class. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Okay, next one. Cause just when I think with you. sounds like brian it's brian yeah <laughs> we were just talking i totally didn't mean to lead into it like that i was just thinking of brian and then there he was okay <laughs> next that doesn't count is that joey that's joey yeah joey I reckon- has- go ahead I recognize it because of the one solo song that I know that he did. And I'm like, that reminded me of it. <laughs> Joey has a theater voice. 
Yeah. Joey is Broadway. I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. Joey, that is that is how Joey sings. He he's like he throws his voice to the back of the room. He's that that's the singer he is. It's fantastic. Yeah. Hey. two people who spoke there did you hear it yes i did so i think howie's the one singing yes and i think the talking might be donnie you've got it you've got it yes that is I definitely heard... howie 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 how we do in duro howie howie d howie d wink wink i'm howie d <laughs> did you ever hear the um the version of everything I have is for you. Um, the version of my love is all I have to give. Where they're like, hi, I'm Howie D. How we doing, sweetheart? Kind of shit like that. <laughs> Did you ever hear that version where they all introduce themselves? No, I didn't. Oh but my that goodness. sounds We are going to do that for the next episode. That's awesome. Okay, oh, yeah. I love that song too. Because they do that. that the, the new kids did the same thing with a song called I Want to Be Loved By You where they're like, hi i'm danny and i'm a taurus and i just want to be loved by you do you want to be loved by me <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love the talking that um reminds me of uh i'll never break your heart girl at the beginning you know i love you and all i'm asking is for one chance okay. to prove that I love you. Did I just say I love you and I want to prove that I love you? <laughs> Chance to prove that this I is love you. High quality content right here. Right here. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. People are gonna be super excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love how we still have the pink background while we're doing the, the Backstreet Boys and Kids. It makes me feel good. It's to have so the good. pink background. You want to know time. something that, that uh is a tidbit about pink? One of her um, first tours that she did with Can't Take Me Home was she opened for NSYNC. Did she really? She did. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so cool. I wonder which tour it was. It would have been like 2001 or 2002. We need to take screenshots was of us in front of our pink wallpapers. Yes, <laughs> I think it was 2001 because Can't Take or um, it was a can't when she was doing like promoting Can't Take Me Home. Mm -hmm. Misunderstood didn't come out until like 2003, I think. So that would have been on like the celebrity tour or the Pop Odyssey tour. The Pop Odyssey tour, that's what it was called. That would have yeah. been like the, probably like the last NSYNC tour before Justin went solo. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Jordan Knight opened for NSYNC on in 99. Well, that was perfect planning. <laughs> okay, we're still halfway through the bridge. Okay. That's still them. Yeah, that's still them. But this, these two, you have to guess who the two are doing harmony together. Okay. Well, to the end, to the 
That's freaking frack, right? That's Nick and Knight. That's Nick and Knight? That's Nick and Knight. Shit, I knew it was Nick. I thought it was Brian in there. You, uh, could, tell, you, could, tell, you could tell Nick for sure. Yeah, I, I knew Nick. I didn't know it was, uh, uh, I didn't know it was Nick and Knight. And then but, there's Donnie being like, yeah, baby. But their, their harmony when they held that note did sound a lot like Brian, like in mm. the way that they sound together. I think so too. Like, absolutely. I, I'm pretty, do you know the only reason I actually, the reason I know that is because I've seen them perform it live. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, how you really know because you've seen them sing it on stage. But you know what? The fact that like Nick and Brian have sang to like in obviously BSB for so long together and they sound great together. Mm -hmm. That's probably why Nick and Knight worked so well together too when they toured because mm -hmm. like they 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 mesh well the same way that him and Brian do. I think they mesh well together as personalities and friends as well as singers, but I, at at the same time it's like I noticed that they didn't harmonize a lot live. Like they should have, like, I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, especially cause it's like, you both come from bands where that's your thing. <laughs> um, halfway there is such a gorgeous ballad, um, on the album, Nick and Knight. And I don't really understand why they don't harmonize together more on it on the choruses. Well, especially after hearing that note and they sound so good together. Like, why was wouldn't a, you? That was a killer harmony. What they just did. It was awesome. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, I think it's one of those, I, I love that project so much. I just thought that I wanted to hear them harmonize together more anyway. Yeah. Okay. We're going back into, well, I don't think there's any more in the song for solo it parts. The like, uh, chorus the rest of the way. the embellishments the uh the ad-libs the ad-libs ad yeah okay that was definitely jordan when i just heard that yeah 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 was that that was nick right that was nick that yeah, was that had yeah. nick all over it yeah do, do, do. Do, do. yeah Was that AJ? No, I felt like Jordan again. I thought it was AJ because it had that little bit of a lower tone to I it. I almost want to go back to it. Well, hold on. AJ. Yeah, it sounds like AJ to me. It was either AJ or Jordan. It just had that like little, like little bit of lower tone to it. I'm really interested to hear what our listeners think of what we got right. And <laughs> they could be like, they're so dumb. It's this person. <laughs> Can't you hear AJ? <laughs> okay, here we go. Last part. 
I don't know. I got distracted by the chorus and I wasn't listening. I felt like the <laughs> chorus went into more of a Howie sound at the end. And, and it could have been. And I almost feel like they just gave Nick Carter a free pass to just wail over the whole end of it. Yeah, I know. I heard him a couple times for sure. <laughs> I want to hear, okay, who sings this last note? I'll play one more time. Okay. Or I won't. Oh, that's a hard one. It kind of did sound like Howie before, though. It did sound like Howie before that. Before that last note, yeah, so. But it's so weird that I think we were pretty accurate on most of the song, but I can't get that last voice. Unless it was Joey. Do you think it would have been Joey? That was not Joey. I'm going to rule out Joey on that. Let me me see this one more time. It's almost Howie to me. It sounds like Howie. Yeah, because but but the time before that sounded like Howie. So if he was continuing to sing, like then, hmm, I I I would go with Howie. Sure, let's give it to Howie. (laughs) Howie deserves it. Howie deserves it. Well, there there you have it, folks. Uh, Don't turn out the lights. (laughs) Uh, We pretty much nailed it. I think so. (laughs) Give us, I give us an eighty-seven percent. Sure. 87. <laughs> I, feel, I feel strongly that it was decent. Decent guesses. Decent.
<laughs> Unless you follow us on Twitter at Nostalgia Dope, Instagram at Dope underscore Nostalgia. Visit our website at www.dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785 and cut it out. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.